Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. One size fits all seems like a good idea for clothes until you try them on. Same goes for healthcare. That's why United Healthcare offers flexible, budget-friendly coverage for medical, vision, dental, and more. Learn more at uh1.com. Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is PlushCare. PlushCare is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. Hello everyone, Charles Watts here. Welcome back to Inside Arsenal. It is Friday, the weekend is here or pretty much here. Or for some of you watching this or listening to this, it probably is already here depending on where you are around the world. But where I am right now, recording time, it's still Friday morning. Mikel Arteta has just finished his press conference ahead of Saturday's game against Burnley. Arsenal got one more training session to go, which they'll be doing right now as I'm recording this. And then it's on the coach up to Burnley for that big, big game at Turf Moor, where Arsenal are looking to win their fifth successive league game. If they do that, it'll be the first time in the club's history that they've won their first five league games of a new calendar year. So potentially a historic result at Turf Moor tomorrow in the offing. Plenty to discuss in today's show. Mikel Arteta has been speaking about team news, good news on that front as well, with Thomas Partey, with Fabio Vieira, which is good. Uh, Mikel's been talking about killing Mbappe, and the fact that he is going to be leaving Real Madrid has, of course, been linked spuriously to Arsenal. Um, and uh, so we'll talk about that, what Mikel Arteta has had to say about killing Mbappe. Uh, Carlos Cuesta, who's been linked with a move to Norwich, the manager's job. Of course, a very trusted assistant of Mikel Arteta. Got plenty of comments and questions from you guys as well. So let's get started. And we'll start on the latest team news ahead of tomorrow's game at Burnley. And as usual, Mikel not giving too much away when it comes to who could potentially be available. But he certainly sounded very positive in terms of having a few players back. Now, we know the players who are injured at the moment who are missing. There's plenty of them. When you look back to the game against West Ham, there was no Zinchenko, no Gabriel Jesus, no Fabio Vieira, no Thomas Partey, no Takahiro Tomiyasu. Um, I'm definitely missing some others. Jorginho was on the bench, but was pretty much unavailable because of an injury he's been suffering with. I'm sure there's other players as well who are off the top of the head I'm quickly forgetting about. Um, so Mikel, in, without sort of naming any of those apart from Thomas Partey, which we'll get to in a second, he said, some of them have been progressing better than others. We have a training session again today. Some have done a few bits this week, and I'm positive that hopefully we are going to get a few back for tomorrow. Uh, when he was asked if any players are definitely ruled out for Burnley, he said at the moment, no. Emil Smith-Rowe, there you go. There's another person I was forgetting about when doing the list. So that sounds pretty positive. If Arsenal can even get a few of those players back, Tommy Asu, Zinchenko, Jesus, Emil Smith-Rowe, um, 
we'll have to wait and see. But yeah, even if they get a couple of those players back, that'll be a big, big positive. Now, Thomas Party, this was interesting. Um, who, you know, I've reported in in the last couple of weeks that injury issue that he had. I said it wasn't too bad. It wasn't a serious one. Arsenal weren't worried it was going to be another long-term thing, another, you know, didn't need an operation again or anything like that. And Mikel confirming that today. He was asked on whether any players have got worse or had any specific setbacks. And he was kind of asked specifically in that question about Gabriel Jesus. And he says, no, there are no big setbacks on any of the injuries. And Thomas Partey is progressing really well. I don't want to say too much, but it's looking very good and he's on the field already. I mean, that does sound very, very positive. And I was speaking to someone about Thomas Partey yesterday and I was told that he's out doing ball work right now. I don't think he's with the group yet, or he certainly wasn't, whether he, that might he might be today. We'll have to wait and see. I was told he's doing out there doing ball work on the pitch at the moment uh, before sort of moving in to joining up with the group again. Mikel was then asked if Partey could be back within the next couple of weeks. And he said, Hopefully. Now, I know we've all been here before when it comes to Thomas Party, and it seems like every few weeks there's a sort of you have a boost when it comes to Thomas Party, and then you have a blow when it comes to Thomas Party because it's like he's coming back and then suddenly he's out again. So obviously you've got to be a bit sort of keep yourself level headed when it comes to the possibility of Thomas Party coming back. But we all know if he can come back, what a huge impact that would give to Arsenal, what a massive boost that would give to Arsenal over the sort of final three months or so of the season. Because when you have a player of that calibre, of that quality, who is back and available, then, you know, you are definitely a stronger team because of it. And we know that Arsenal are a better team when Thomas Partey plays and when he's fit. So it will be a huge boost. So fingers crossed, we will see Thomas Partey back sooner rather than later. Another boost is that Fabio Vieira now looks like he's definitely very, very close to being back. In fact, he could be one of the players who would be involved this weekend, he is training now with the squad. He's back in full training. Mikel Arteta confirming that today. He says very close. He's been training already for a few days with the team. So I think he's very close. He's evolved probably faster than we expected. And he's in a good place. He was then asked, you know, could he potentially play against former club Porto? Of course, Arsenal signed Fabio Vera from Porto about 18 months ago now. Uh, that game's on Wednesday. And he says there is a chance. Yes, so Fabio Vera very, very close uh, to being back for Arsenal, could even potentially be involved this weekend. Now, I know Fabio's been a bit hit and miss since he's arrived at Arsenal, but again, similar to Thomas Partey, over this business end of the season when there's so much to play for and Arsenal are targeting the Premier League, they're targeting the Champions League, you want everyone available. You want, you want Arteta to have as many options as he possibly can to be able to rest players if needs be, to be able to, you know, if you're in a position like you are against West Ham when you're 6-0 up or 4-0 up in a game, you can make some changes. You can give a player breather, you know, take them off with 40 minutes to go, half an hour to go. Uh, you know, those extra half an hour of rest could be absolutely essential over there towards the end of the season uh, for players when you're trying to manage their workload and things like that. So you want as many players on the bench, top quality players on the bench as you possibly can have. So Fabio Vera can still make a big impact on Arsenal this season. So can Thomas Party. That's why it's so important that all these injured players and Arsenal have got so many of them at the moment or had so many of them at the moment come back. So it's a real boost to hear this from Arteta that plenty of them, including Vieira, including Party, are now very close to being available. Kylian Mbappe was obviously a big talking point in the press conference. Well, I say it was a big talking point. There was a question about Kylian Mbappe. There was always going to be huge news, obviously, yesterday coming out from France um, that Kylian Mbappe has informed PSG that he is definitely going to be leaving come the end of the season. Him and PSG 
and his team are now going to be working on the sort of finer details of his exit, which I don't really true, you know, completely understand because he's a free transfer. He can do what he wants at the end of his contract. But I think there is some sort of loyalty payment that he's due if he stayed and signed a new contract. And the fact he's not going to do that, I think PSG can save a lot of money from it or something. So things have to be worked out and ironed out. So I don't think we're going to hear yet immediately where Kylian Mbappe is going. I mean, we all know where he's going to go, um, but I don't think that will be announced that he's going to Real Madrid in, until a little bit further down the line. So PSG and Mbappe and, out, and his camp are sort of working together to manage his exit in the best way possible. Um, Arsenal have been linked with Kylian Mbappe. They continue to be linked. He's obviously a player in the past. They were very close to signing when Arsene Wenger was at the club. Very close to signing on a couple of occasions, in fact, when Arsene Wenger was at the club. Um, and there have been links this week, you know, reports that he would be willing to join Arsenal to follow in the footsteps of Thierry Henry, kind of legacy type decision. Um, and Mikel was asked, you know, look, Kylian Mbappe now looks like he's available. Uh, would you be interested, despite the fact that he looks like he's going around Madrid? And he said, it's quite an interesting answer, actually. Um, he said, when there is a player of that calibre, we always have to be in the conversation. But as you say, it looks in a different way. That's what I would say. So that's him basically saying, yeah, we would like him. Of course we would. He's brilliant. We want him, but he's going around Madrid, um, which obviously is not a very well-kept secret. Everyone knows that's where he's going to go, but I still thought it was quite interesting. It wasn't a typical Arteta response to a question about a player, especially a player who doesn't play for Arsenal. Usually just bats it away. You know, I'm not going to talk about a player who's contracted to another club. And I know Kylian Mbappe's situation is a little bit different because he's leaving and it's now very, very clear and apparent and in the public domain that he's leaving at the end of the season. But I still thought it was quite interesting that he actually did just say, look, when there is a player of that calibre, we always have to be in the conversation, basically admitting that they've spoken about killing Mbappe behind the scenes, which makes sense because you would talk about him. But I still, yeah, I thought it was a little bit more open than I was expecting from Arteta because I knew that question would come up. It would have to. It's such a big footballing story that he was going to be asked about it. And I thought it would just be a classic bad away. I'm not talking about another player, blah, blah, blah. So, yeah, it did sort of uh, perk my eyes up a little bit when I uh, when I saw him or heard him answer like that. Um, Carlos Cuesta is um, in the news at the moment. One of Arsenal's assistant, very highly rated. As uh, BD here says, Charles Carlos Cuesta to be offered the head coach a head coach role at Norwich. Well, he says it doesn't say, but it is at Norwich um, at 28 years old. Can you discuss his background a little bit? Uh, Mikel was asked about Carlos Cuesta, actually, and the links with Norwich City, which have emerged. Norwich at the moment, David Wagner in charge of Norwich in the championship, but reports from The Guardian yesterday that Cuesta is on their potential list of targets come the end of the season to possibly replace Wagner. Um, Mikel was asked about that, and the fact he's being linked with it is that a good sign for his coaching staff, shows they're doing the right stuff. He said it's great, not only with the coaching staff, but certain other staff, club staff as well, that other clubs are trying to come in and get them. It's always a really good sign that they're doing a really good job and we have the right people here. Now, Cuesta is a really popular figure at Arsenal, very, very young, 28, uh, had been with Atletico Madrid. He started coaching when he was 18 years old. Um, he'd been at Madrid, I think he'd been at PSG as well, um, before coming over to Arsenal, um, Arteta bringing him over as his coaching, as part of his coaching staff. Really talented young coach. Players love him. He works a lot on an individual basis with players, not just on the training pitch, but also outside the training pitch. You know, when you're talking about analytics and stuff like that, he'll sit down with them, does a lot with them, and he's very, very popular. Um, when Steve Round left in the summer, it was very interesting that Arsenal didn't replace Steve Round, who was obviously part of 
one of Mikel's number two. So he was right at the part, the very top of the food chain when it comes to the coaching staff at Arsenal. They didn't replace him. And it's because of Carlos Cuesta, really, and Miguel Molina, a couple of really talented young coaches, that that decision was taken. That Albert was still going to be there as an assistant. But they needed, Arsenal felt that they needed to reward the likes of Carlos and Miguel um, and show there is a pathway further up the pecking order in the in the coaching staff. And they did that. And Quest has taken on a lot, a much more senior role this season. And it doesn't surprise me that he's been linked. 28 is very, very young. But we know that managers now are getting appointed very, very young. Um, and they seem to be getting appointed even young, uh, you know, a younger age each year. And obviously at Norwich, Ben Napper is there now. He's the sporting director at Norwich, um, was the loans manager at Arsenal. So he knows Carlos Cuesta very, very well. So it was, it's entirely pl- plausible that this story is correct i'm sure it would be ed aaron's a fantastic reporter he's a guy who reported it um and so yeah it's entirely plausible that it could be something that would be discussed now arsenal wouldn't want to lose carlos cuesta but they wouldn't stand in his way either same as like when ben napper went to norwich they didn't stand in his way he was a hugely popular member of the, of the setup at arsenal done a really good job as loans manager but you know arsenal are aware Mikel arteta is aware ed who's aware that these these people as in all walks of life need to be um allowed to build their career and step forward in their career and so if an opportunity like this arose then it might it might be something that he would look look to take and I, th- I think it does say a lot of good things about Arteta and the work he's doing and the fact his coaching staff are so respected clubs are looking at what's happening at Arsenal they're looking at the work Arteta's doing and the people around him and I think you know we want a bit of that it's very similar when you look at the success that people like Arteta who have come from Pep Guardiola's coaching staff have gone on to achieve look at Enzo Maresca now another very young coach doing an amazing job at Leicester in the championship, having come from Pep's coaching staff. You know, other clubs are looking at that and thinking, we want a part of that. We want to be a part of that. And so I can, that's why I imagine people like Carlos Cuesta would be a really enticing option for a lot of clubs. Um, so it's one to keep an eye on. But for now, I think he's certainly going to stay through till the end of the season. This won't be something that happens now. And if it does happen in the summer, then we'll have to wait and see. But yeah, that's, uh, that's what I know about Carlos Cuesta. Cool fact, a crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Also, you can get health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage for you. Learn more at UH1.com. It's that time of the year. Your vacation is coming up. You can already hear the beach waves, feel the warm breeze, relax, and think about work. You really, really want it all to work out while you're away. Monday.com gives you and the team that peace of mind. When all work is on one platform and everyone's in sync, things just flow. Wherever you are, tap the banner to go to Monday.com. Elsewhere, Theo's got in touch here. He says, I would keep the same 11 for the game against Burnley. Um, this is obviously the same 11 from the team that started against West Ham, but with Tommy instead of Kivior, um, but sub Tommy off around 60 minutes. I would keep Jesus on the bench and have him prime for Porto. I have a horrible question, Charles. Martinelli swap for Frankie de Jong. Let me know. Uh, no, don't want that swap at all. It's not a horrible question. It's an easy answer. Like Frankie de Jong, very talented player, but no, not for me. Not a chance. Uh, in terms of the same 11, but Tommy instead of Kivio, I, I kind of agree. I think that's probably what Arsenal should go for. Uh, I wouldn't be starting Jesus, even if he is fit. He's had a couple of weeks off. Like you said, there's a huge game against Porto on Wednesday. Jesus has been fantastic in the Champions League so far this season. Knows how to do it at that competition in the knockout stages. So if Jesus is working his way back to fitness, I would, yeah, I'd give him half an hour potentially against Burnley 
and then potentially start him against Porto on Wednesday night. So I agree, Theo. I think that's the 11 that I will go for. I will try and record a video tomorrow. I'm going to Turf Moor, so I'm going to be setting off really early in the morning to get up there for uh, that game tomorrow. But I'll still try and record a video maybe later on today uh, that I can put out in the morning looking at doing my predicted 11 all that sort of stuff. If you want to get involved in that video, send in, reply to this Reply to this one with your team you'd like to see. Any changes you think Mikel Arteta should make, let me know in the comments below and I'll pull them together and try and include them in tomorrow's show. Uh, here's one from Burton. It says, hi, Charles. If by some wild chance Martinelli went to Barcelona, using the money to purchase a player like Rafael Liao might be an upgrade in physicality, athleticism and composure. Do you think it's better to keep him or make a massive profit and try and upgrade if the opportunity genuinely exists. Now, this is obviously in response to what I was talking about yesterday in the Martinelli to Barcelona rumours, which, quite frankly, I said were rubbish. And and how I just love the, the fact I can see those sort of rumours now and not be worried that they're actually going to happen. Uh, in terms of your question there, Burton, uh, no, you know, I, I just wouldn't want to give Martinelli to anyone. I know Rafael is a good player. I've not seen him do it in, in the Premier League, obviously, but he's done very well in Serie A and he always looks exciting when I see him playing for Milan. But um, you know, I don't see I don't see Rafael Liao as an upgrade on Gabriel Martinelli. I don't I haven't seen any evidence to suggest that Martinelli is a fantastic play, doing it in the Premier League. He's shown he can do it in the Premier League. He's still so young. Why would you want to swap him? I think in if there are there you could look at parts of the squad and think you can upgrade on that position. But I don't I don't look at Martinelli as an area where you need to upgrade. I think Martinelli's an area where you, you stick with him and continue to watch him develop. And he's going to develop into it where he's already a frightening player, but he's got the ability and the potential to develop into an even more of a frightening player. And that's why the likes of Barcelona might well be looking at him. Um, so, no, I, I think there is definitely areas of the squad where you could look at and think maybe that's where we could upgrade if we need to, if we want to go to the next level. But I don't look at Martinelli as being one of those. So, uh, so yeah, no, not not for me. Uh, here's one from Mason who says, uh, "Hi Charles, do you think the time will come where we should loan out Ethan Wanieri? I see the potential of pulling him through gradually, like Saka managed, but interested to know what pathway would be best for him in the long run." Yeah, it's interesting. I mean, some players just do not go out on loan. Some players are just earmarked straight away for the first team. Bukayo Saka, for example, was always earmarked straight away for the first team at Arsenal. Um, Plenty others like Emil Smith Rowe gone out, went out on loan, did well. Reese Nelson went out on loan, did well. Eddie did briefly, didn't he, to Leeds, but didn't really have a successful time there and was brought back and then went straight back into the first team. Uh, I, I look at Wanieri and I have to admit, and this is based on no inside knowledge on the situation, I have to say, this is just hunch, but I look at Wanieri and I think he's probably one of those players who's earmarked straight to come into the first team. I kind of look at him, his physicality, how he seems to play, the personality showed when he came on against West Ham and he just looks like one of those players who could well benefit from being surrounded by ben better players. You know, there's some players who have just already got it up there who just play better and just look more comfortable playing with better players. And I look at Wanieri and think like Saka, he kind of feels like one of those players who will just fit straight into the first team when he gets his opportunity. I'm not saying that'll be around the corner, but, um, but yeah, I kind of, I, I, that's how, that's my impression of that Wanieri situation at the moment is he could be one that doesn't necessarily go out on loan and just goes basically straight promoted to the first team squad and tries to force his way in. But we shall see if I'm right. Like I said, that's not based on any inside information. That's just me sort of giving my thoughts on what I see so far with Ethan Wanieri. 
Now here's one from Buaza, I think it's pronounced. It says, hi, Charles. I'm a big fan of your videos. Keep them coming. Will do. Thank you very much. I'd like to get your thoughts on whether Arsenal should look at a move for Conor Gallagher in the summer. I remember during his loan spell at Palace thinking that his pressing an eye for goal would suit the Arsenal left eight position. He seems to be rediscovering his form recently. And in the summer, he'll only have a year left on his contract. Do you think he would be worth looking at? Or do you think another buy from Chelsea would be too unpopular? Well, I think it probably would be unpopular just because the Arsenal-Chelsea thing never goes down well. And Kai Havertz has had to battle through with that because of that tag. Um, since he's arrived at Arsenal. I actually really like Conor Gallagher and this would be a move that I would actually quite like. <laughs> uh, but I don't think it's going to happen. And I think Arsenal will have other priorities come the summer than a, a left, another sort of left date. You know, we're seeing better signs of what's happening with Kai Havertz at the moment. He's settling in, seems to be settling down. Arsenal do have options that they can use in that position as well um, that will probably see them through. I do think if Havertz doesn't absolutely smash it, then there it might need to be um, at some point in the near future uh, that position might need to be looked at. But I think come this summer, you know Arsenal need a striker. You know they really need another wide attacker and they definitely need a midfielder, a sort of more of a deep line midfielder than a, than a left eight. So um, I think Conor Gallagher would fit Arsenal pretty well. I think he's got the traits to fit Arsenal. He presses really well. Like you say, he's got an eye for a goal. He does fit into that kind of left eight position pretty well, in my mind anyway. Um, and like you said, he's only got a year left on his contract, so he wouldn't exactly be too expensive. I just feel like the timing might be a little bit off for Arsenal to to move for Conor Gallagher and he might end up going elsewhere, potentially to another club in North London. Uh, but we shall have to wait and see on that. So, yeah, it wouldn't be one that I'd be against, but I just think Arsenal have other priorities this summer, which are going to make it going to mean it probably ends up being an um, impossible one for them to properly pursue. All right, that's it from me, everyone. Thank you very much for getting involved. Thank you for your questions as usual. Like I said, I am going to try. I can't promise, but I am going to try. It's half term at the moment. I've got my two kids in the room just behind me there who have been very good and keeping very quiet while I record this video. But I promise to take them out today. Got the joys of going to a trampoline park and all things like that to come in the next few hours or so. But if I get back in time and I am able to pre-record a video that I can put out tomorrow morning, preview in the Burnley show, then I will. So if you want to get involved in that video, if I can do it, then let me know in the comments below what you think the team should be, what decisions Mikel Arteta should make in terms of who starts where. Let me know. I'll pull them all together and try to get them in tomorrow's show. Inside Arsenal Extra Time went out last night with myself and James Benj. That is down there in your podcast or on YouTube if you want to find it. Also, it's just down in the previous video, so go and find that if you haven't seen it already. But until then, everyone, have a very good Friday wherever you are around the world. I'll be back tomorrow, hopefully with a video, but if not, certainly from Turf Moor for Burnley versus Arsenal. Speak to you soon, everyone. Bye-bye. Small details are big surfaces. Tight corners are odd shapes. Flat, rounded, textured, or tall. Whatever your next project, there's a spray paint pattern that's just right. Because Rust-Oleum's new Custom Spray 5-in-1 gives you control with five different spray patterns. So you can tackle nooks, crannies, edges, and curves without worrying about drips, runs, uneven coverage, or anything else. Custom Spray 5-in-1. Only from Rust-Oleum.
Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash trip for free shipping and 365-day returns.